beautiful people. You know what time it is. Ladies and gents, guys and dolls, and everyone in between. Gather round. Get you something real nice to sip on and comfy to slip on. Cause it's time for Smut Club. Here's your hosts, Chelsea and Hannah. Because <laughs> the sex scene was like, it didn't make any sense. I do. I feel like there are some sex scenes that like. The logistics. Yes. The logistics are like, an I issue. Don't, I don't quite know how you got your head at that angle or like your hand at that angle. Mm-hmm. I'm like. For, like, what you say that person is doing. Right. Like, like, I was reading one book, and the girl, the dude was laying on a bed, and the girl was between his legs. Sure. Blowing okay. him. Okay. I'm okay. Tracking. Very standard, right? Sure. Yeah. If you, it's if, not you weird. if you couldn't track with that, I'd have more questions. <laughs> but then it was like— and I'm then, waiting for the weird part. And then he reached his hand down and started— like playing with my clit. How long are his arms? Literally, I was like, "Is he Gumby?" <laughs> like, right, because you could be to the side. Like we could be at mm-hmm. an angle, and we can make that work. But to like straight on, I'm not. I'm struggling. Yeah, that book also frequently described his genitalia. Where like every time she was describing it, it was like his pretty pink penis. Nope. And I was like, I don't <laughs> believe it or not. That's not. That's not erotic. That's not arousing. It's not. It's not. No. I'm not. We're going to. Anyway. So welcome to Smut Club. (laughs) I'm Hannah. And I'm Chelsea. (laughs) Um, We're glad you're here. So (laughs) sorry. We started with a tangent before we even like. We did. We we got into anything. But, you know, I stand by my tangent because. When you're reading a book and they're like in his pretty pink penis. It's just a big no. Do dudes want their dicks to be described as pretty? Or pink. I don't think so. My husband (laughs) sitting at the end of the table. No. No, they don't. Yeah, I'm also confirm. Yeah, whenever they're like his purple dick. And I'm like, did the blood flow get cut off? Do we need to call someone? Shouldn't it just be flesh color? Or or when it's like it's. (laughs) In the angry red head. And I'm like, why is it mad? Why does it have emotion? Is it sentient? Like, <laughs> uh, that's the yes. other question. Why is it red? Red, purple, blue. Blue? <laughs> I meant pink. I meant pink, but so I said blue. Honestly, here's the thing. Maybe we just don't use color to describe a penis. I also, it doesn't bother me as much. Actually, mm-hmm. this one really doesn't bother. Blah, 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 blah. This one doesn't really bother me, but I do feel like nipples. There will be like her dusty rose-colored nipples. I'm like, what is that color? I've had that thought. Like, what is a dusty rose nipple color? I don't. I mean, is it like a blush pink? I think I have a bridesmaid's dress that was <laughs> dusty rose was the color on the website. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I feel like her, like her, like her, her dark brown nips. I mean, they didn't say nips. That would be worse. That was just me. But like, if we could just take the color out of it, like call them perky nipples, call them sure. like pert, pert. Pert is a great word in it this is. situation. It is. 
Or when they like describe a dude's dick as like looking like a metal rod, I'm like, okay, I can velvet wrapped steel. Velvet wrapped <laughs> steel. Yep. Velvet wrapped steel. But you know, when you're like that pretty pink velvet wrapped steel, it really takes away from, from the velvet wrap. It does. <laughs> it does. It 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 does. Also, I feel like if you ever said that to a partner that it would kill the mood and we're done now. Yeah, it's like um, how to lose a guy in 10 days. Yes, Was when it, she names his his dick, what, like Princess Sophie Princess or something? Princess Sophia yeah, that's or it. something. And she was like, does Princess Sophia want to come out to play? <laughs> and he's like, absolutely not. Because <laughs> yeah. he like tries to like give like other name recommendations yep. that are more masculine. And I'm like. But why do we need to name it? Or, we could go or when on. when people are like, call it like Junior. No. When they're like, my name's Johnny. Want to meet Johnny Jr.? I'm like, I assume you have a son. And if you're talking about <laughs> your dick. Like, also, Junior implies smaller. It does. So, all that said, what book are we reviewing today? <laughs> this is going to be a good one. It all is. right. Um, it's That Time I Got Drunk and Yeeted a Love Potion at a Werewolf. By Kimberly Lemming. Yeeted is when you throw a drink in someone's face. Yes. Right? hmm I feel like I'm starting to hit the age where, like, Mm-mm. some of the common slang just doesn't automatically click the way it used to. Yeah. Like, no cap. Right. I'm not sure. Yeah. I feel like I... I'm unironically utilizing Urban Dictionary some days now, and I yes. hate it. Yeah. Um, also, my favorite word on Urban Dictionary to this day is oh, no. dickmatized. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah, where they're like, it's like being pussy whipped, but reverse. I was dickmatized. Um, did I tell you about the time that I was on the phone with my dad, and he was like, Chelsea. That took a hard left, and I wasn't ready. No one was. I wasn't ready <laughs> during that phone call. So my well, because I, oh, I think I'd used the word chode. And my dad was like, what's a chode? And I was like, so there's this website called Urban Dictionary, and you could, should really just look it up. Because I was like, I don't want to go into this with my father. Um, and so I was on the phone with my dad one day, and he's like, Chelsea, I was on Urban Dictionary. <clears throat> Take my advice. Don't look up glazed anything. <laughs> I was like, believe it or not, that wasn't <laughs> advice I needed. I just innately knew that in my soul. I have so many questions that I am going to choose not to answer or or ask ask. (laughs) (laughs) because I don't want the answers. And I don't even know if I'd have them, but I just like vividly remember my dad being like, let me help you out here. Don't look up glazed anything. Hot tip. (laughs) Hot tip. And I was like, in fact, don't look that up on our Urban Dictionary (laughs) either. Well, I feel like, oh. do you remember when, like, Urban Dictionary first came out and, like, yes. you'd, like, look up your name? Yes. I don't remember what mine was. No, I feel like it was always underwhelming. Yeah. Like, it was, I was always like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Okay. We did it. And then I'd move on. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> the time I got drunk and yeeted a love potion. At a werewolf. Yes. So, this is the second one. Um, the first one we reviewed previously was that time I got drunk and saved a demon. Um, so we will remember uh, Cinnamon and Fallon, the dragon. They battled a goddess, did a whole bunch of stuff. 
Um, oh, yeah, it is coming back to me yeah. now. So they're in <laughs> this you're one. Like, you're like, let us remember cinnamon, and I was like, the spice, got it. And then, <laughs> and then you're like, the dragon, they, and I was like, oh, yep. okay. Yeah. In fairness, I was super drunk when I outlined that one and called her Cinnabon the whole time, and him Jimmy. So it was a train wreck from start to finish. Okay, I'm not crazy. When you were like cinnamon, I was like, I, I thought it was Cinnabon. <laughs> Only oh, for me. I could fuck up a son of a bitch right now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I will later. Something to look forward to. It really is. Okay, so. So so this one is Cinnamon's best friend, Bree, who owns the cheese stand that we met <laughs> in the first one. Of this course. is her. Um, <clears throat> I, I see what they did there. Bree with the cheese stand. Yep. And Cinnamon the Spice Farmer. It's all very... Uh, Kitschy and adorable. Yes, yes. Um, so I— It's better be- than being named Gruyere. It would be better than that, yeah. I I would—I think I would go by Gru, probably. I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a mess. It I would be maybe good. hope I had a better middle name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm trying to turn Gruyere into a nickname. I was just trying to come up with something. That's fair. So I started my notes with a quote. Um, this is the first line of the book. Potatoes are by far the most versatile crop. You could fry them, bake them, or throw them at undesirable men who refuse to leave you alone. And it felt a little bit like um, um, fucking Forrest Gump when he went with the shrimp. Like, that's how it started, but with potatoes. So I've always known this about myself, but it's definitely been confirmed in pregnancy. <laughs> I love potatoes. Does not matter the form. They're so just free. a great medium. They are. And they, they yeah. Yeah. Like I twice baked, on. mashed, like <laughs> roasted, fried, s- scalloped. Okay. So we're going to stop before Chelsea. Chelsea has to stop to get a snack. Um, so Brie is throwing potatoes at a farmer who won't stop hitting on her. They're like at a bar or something. And he will not stop. And so she is throwing baked potatoes at him. Um, so she's with Cinnamon. Um, and uh, Cinnamon has her back. Fallon is there. Um, as well as a bunch of other demons that we met in the first book that really bear no, like, no importance to the story, really. Um, they're just a little fun addition. So um, the guy says that he's going to go get her a drink. So she's like... Get the fuck away from me. I have no interest in you. Go away. And he's like, well, I'm just going to go get you a drink to loosen you up a little bit. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Super gross. So um, they're hanging out with an orc and Fallon. Farmer comes back, and he tries to force this drink on her, right? Um, So he's like, take it, take it, and like pushing it in her face. And so finally she takes it. Um, loses her absolute shit and chucks it at him, but he ducks, like, just in the nick of time. Um, and it hits this super gorgeous blonde guy right in the back of the head. Um, so she's like, oh, my gosh, I am so, so sorry. Like, let me help you clean up. I, I, I'm so sorry. So she turns around to, like, grab a towel or something, and he grabs her and just starts kissing the shit out of her. And she's like, um... What? 
is happening right now? So she like grabs his face and pushes it away from She's her like, face. I know you're good looking, but yes. who are you? And what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he tells her that he imprinted on her and she is his mate. Um, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I, it'd be cool if dating were that easy. Right? <laughs> Take the guesswork right out of it, you know? Although I, I have been reading a lot of Suzanne Wright books recently. Um, and I feel like there's the whole like, oh, like, I felt the true mate bond and they haven't yet. Mm. And then they're like, oh, well, like, you can still, like, bind with someone who's not your true mate. Too complicated. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then when people are like, I feel the true mate bond. You're my true mate. And they're like, really? Because I don't feel that. Feel, honestly, it kind of feels like Christian dating when, like, people in the church are like, Jesus told me you were going to be my wife. God laid upon my heart that you and I were meant to be together. I once had someone told me that Jesus had called them into a season of singleness, but when it was over, we would be together and then wouldn't need to date that long because we would be married. Singleness. Oh, yeah. Mm. The quintessential Christian fuckboy season of singleness. <laughs> um <laughs> Great, great times. Because you know what? You can't fight it. Like, if someone tells you, Jesus told me to break up with you, mm. you're like, so are you going to go against your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? <laughs> or you're like, can I introduce you to my Lord and Savior, Cthulhu? Like, how flexible are we with this situation? Like, so are you more spiritual or is there a specific <laughs> religion? That, like, Oh, no. It, it really, you're like, you can't. That, you can't argue that's it. The, that's the Christian dating trump card. It is. You're right about that. Is them blaming whatever they want to do, be that date you, not date you, what have you. On Jesus. On Jesus. Mm -hmm. You do mm -hmm. not have a leg to stand on. None. Yeah. You just... It, uh, okay, that's not the point. I <laughs> that's could not go, the point. I could talk about that for a long time. Go so um, we are sort of in a, a, a complicated true mate situation. Okay. Um, the farmer guy who gave her the drink is trying to get in between them. Um, and then, like, the, the guy is pushing him away. And as he's pushing the farmer, a bottle falls out of the farmer's pocket that says love potion on it. I love how kitschy this is. Yes. And so Felix is the name of this guy. Um, not he, the farmer. Not the farmer. Okay. The love potioned guy. The, I'll say it once and then I'll be done with it. Okay. The werewolf? Yes. Although I guess it was she, she doesn't know that he's a werewolf yet. Okay. So he, she just knows he's some kind of demon, but she doesn't know what kind. Are werewolves demons? In this universe they are. Okay. Yes. Um, so... He is still all over her, and it doesn't seem to register to him that he is under some kind of spell. Um, and so they realize, though, that this farmer was trying to drug free. And so they, he gets a couple of his demon buddies um, and take him away to deal with him, whatever that means. I mean, to be fair, I do think that anytime any person is trying to forcefully have you consume a beverage, you can you can relatively assume like with like yeah. decent confidence that like don't drink that. Yeah, that drink should not don't drink be that. consumed. Yeah. 
Like, why are we so concerned about it? Don't drink that. Um, so she has had more than enough of this day. She's so fucking over it. So she decides to walk home after she takes several shots. Um, so she doesn't even know, like, what kind of demon Felix is. She doesn't know where he's from. Cinnamon is good friends with him. They were, like, besties in the first book um, when they were on their adventure. Um, but Bree doesn't know him, like, at all. Um, so as she's walking, she hears someone calling out from the woods. Um, and so she responds, but whoever it is just keeps saying hello over and over again. And she's like, nope, absolutely not. Well, that sounds Um, and she's like, pretty sure that's a fucking demon. And so she takes off and, um, she tries to fight it off, but the thing like just continues to come at her, um, until something else shows up and rips it off of her. Um, so Brie is flipping the fuck out. She, this is not a good time. She is drunk. She is just trying to get home. Um, and so the other demon calls her name um, and she crashes into it when she's trying to like run away and she hyperventilates and passes out. So, um, oh, I forgot to mention. So this goes back and forth between her point of view and Felix's, but it's primarily her point of view. Mm. Um, so this is all from her right now. So she wakes up in her bed thinking she had some kind of crazy nightmare and shouldn't drink that much. Huh. <laughs> um, but she hears someone banging around in her kitchen. Um, and she thinks that it's a teenager stealing cheese. And I'm like, what kind of neighborhood are we in? That that's your first assumption that it's a, a a teenager stealing cheese. So one night early on in my marriage. Oh, no. What? <laughs> Hannah, you've got to stop saying, oh, no, whenever I start well, to tell no. a story. No, I just, I, I'm concerned about, I, I get concerned. Save the oh, no, until I, until I dr- drop a plot twist that is, you're like, oh, no, that's not good. You don't know <laughs> if it's good yet. It's probably not, though. It's funny. Okay. It's, well, I thought it was funny. Now I'm second-guessing myself, and I haven't even gotten there well, yet. Well, tell me. So <laughs> my husband was out at like, at, like, a concert or doing something relatively late at night. So I was home alone, and our bedroom was the second floor of the house. And so I wake up to a noise in our house, and I'm so out of it. Like, it doesn't even dawn on me. Like, I knew, I knew Vance wasn't there, but it didn't dawn on me that, like, it could be him. And, like, I'm so out of it. I wake up, and I hear someone in my house. And I'm just like, nope. oh, no, we're getting robbed. And then I was like, maybe if I lay really still, <laughs> they'll only rob downstairs. And then when I wake up tomorrow, I can just replace it. It's fine. <laughs> and then I rolled back over. And then, like, my husband came upstairs, like, five minutes later. And I was like, oh. I'm like, I'm in no way, shape, or form prepared for shit to go sideways if my second-degree black belt husband is not here. I'm just going to play dead in my bed and hope for the best. Chelsea is not the one to protect the homestead. She's not the one. No. And my pets are the least assuming pets ever. They're way too friendly. Like, yeah, if my husband is not there, I'm literally like, well, I'm just going to – oh, actually, it's happened since we've lived in this house too. But this happened on, like, a Sunday morning at, like, 10 a.m. 
And then I realized that it was the Roomba making noises, <laughs> but I definitely thought someone was in my house. And once again, I was like, just don't make a sound and everything will be fine. So there was a time when also who invades a home at 10 a.m., but that's a different question. So Matt, my husband, and I, we love horror movies and, like, all things horror. So we were up late one night watching these horror movies, and we hear this, like, like over and over again coming from our kitchen. And we both, like, froze. And I was like, go see all this. <laughs> go check. So he gets up, and he goes, and he's like, babe, there's nothing there. I don't I don't know what was making that also, sound. I wouldn't make that sound again or my dog will probably lose his shit. Good to know. I won't do it. So we hear it. Like he comes back and lays mm-hmm. down and we hear it again. And I was like, babe, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah. holy shit. So he goes out and checks again and nothing. So it happens a third time. And then he decides he's going to open all of the kitchen cabinets to figure out like what the hell is going on. One of our cats had somehow gotten into the cabinet. It was trapped. Buddy. (laughs) And so she was like pushing her paw out to try to get out. And it was making this like rattling sound. (laughs) So I was fully prepared to like sage my entire house and call a priest or something. But it was just the cat. I, oh. Well, I'm glad that y'all heard it and that the cat wasn't. <laughs> My cat, like, never, like, makes sounds. So he'll get locked in rooms. And then it's literally, I'm like, like, 12 hours later, I'm like, I haven't seen Craig in a while. And then we have to go on a search for him. And then, Craig Hunt. yeah. And then inevitably you open a door and he's just sitting there looking at you. Hey, hey guys. guys. Although yesterday I did hear, like, some, like, rustling in the leaves outside kind of energy. And I was like, ooh, this is unsettling, but it's it's light out. I, like, don't need to freak out. My husband's not home, but, like, when I looked out the window, there were two baby deer. What are, what are baby deer called? Fawns. Fawns. Yes. Doe is the female. Doe, a deer, a, a female, female deer. Fawns are the baby ones. <laughs> um, but they're, ooh. we have, like, a deer family who lives in our yard now, and it's, like, my favorite thing. It's not my dog's favorite thing. I would imagine not. Um, but I, like, made eye contact with with Mama Deer, Mama Doe, whatever we're going to call her. And, the, and then, like, the babies were just, like, playing and frolicking in the ivy. And it was the cutest thing ever. And I was like, maybe I don't need to be scared. Then I also thought of a TikTok that I saw where they talked about the the downfalls of Caucasian curiosity. <laughs> where they're like, there are a lot of they're them. They're like, white people are the only ones dumb enough to be like, I heard a sound in that alley. I should go check it out. <laughs> right. Everyone else is like, you don't go fucking check out that alley. You keep your head down and you walk on by. Keep fucking walking. Yes. Okay. Yes. So she thinks there's teenagers stealing, stealing cheese. cheese. That's her first assumption. Okay. So she grabs a knitting needle as her only form of protection. Respect. Um, to confront this person. But it's a big, giant, fluffy, blonde demon creature. So she flips out again. She takes off out the house. Um, It turns out it's Felix. What? I know. Um, And he's like, he catches her and he's like, please don't run from me. Please don't do that right now. Uh, It's getting me a little too excited. Like, please, can you just be still? Like, it's a little too much. And so, yeah. So then she realizes it's Felix. Um, 
And he's like, I was just making you breakfast and I did all your chores around all of your farm. And is there anything else you need? I love you. You're really pretty. He's like super excited. Like basically like a golden retriever puppy. I was literally just thinking he has golden retriever energy. He really is. Have we reviewed this book before? No. I feel like I've heard this and I haven't read it. And it's kind of... I we we have had golden retriever energy. Before, we have had though. golden retriever energy. Yeah. We have had people waking up to people in their houses. We have we have had true mate. We've had tr- all the tropes. Yeah. yeah, we've had all the tropes. They're just except for one of the tropes that I'm going to get to eventually. We I don't think we've had that one yet. So I'm really sorry in advance for what's going to happen later, but we'll get there. Um. So she's like, "Can you just sit down and be still?" Um, so she goes and makes some grilled cheese and, um, he shifted back to his human form, um, and is naked except for her apron that he had put on to make breakfast. Um, did he grab the apron or was he wearing it? And he was wearing it in his demon form and then shifted back and yeah. So, um, she gets very flustered because he's super hot. Um, and so then once he's dressed, they sit down, and he gets super weird about eating this grilled cheese. She's like, don't eat it if you don't want to eat it. Jesus, like, I just made something for you. Like, calm down. Um, but he, he finally eats, like, half of it. Um, and she's like, we need to talk. We need to have ground rules. It's going to take a couple of weeks for this love potion to wear off. Um, and so we need to know where all the lines are because you're not in your right mind and I'm not going to be engaging with you when you're like this. Um, we love someone who realizes it's not true consent. Yes. Um, to which Felix responds, how many kids do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved. Um, He's like, yeah, yeah, got it. So let's talk kids. How many kids do you want? He's like, because I want 10. And your house is cozy, but we're going to need more room. So I could put an addition. And he, like, starts going on and on about how he's going to renovate her house um, for their 10 kids. And she's like, what the fuck is happening right now? Please stop. Um, So then he starts to put the moves on her, and she keeps stopping him. She's like, you are drugged. Like, I'm not—you have to stop. Um, And so then uh, he's like, well, I saw all of your shifter romance novels because Brie is into romance novels. Um, And he's like, I know what you're into, and we can make that happen. And she's like, you have to stop. Like, you have to stop. He's like, but I love you. Exactly. He's like, okay, well, what about after two weeks? Like, then what? And she's like, well, then you're going to be out of this situation. And he's like, no, you don't understand. You're my true mate. So it's not going to change in two weeks. Like, this is still going to happen. Um, And he's like, well, okay. So, like, if if I still feel like this in two weeks, then what hap- then what happens? She's like, I'm probably going to beg you to bend me over the nearest surface. And he's like, I'm going to go. And I'm like, Brie, babe, we were doing so good with the boundaries. <laughs> we were doing so good. I was going to say, we took a, a hard left we at really those boundaries. Did. He had, like, pinned her to the bookcase, I guess. And so she was, like, feeling very randy. Um, and she, meanwhile, please bear in mind, is wearing a bonnet and a nightgown that has, like, lambs on it. We're, it's not, like, a sexy situation. But he is about it. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah, and then he <laughs> says some stuff about shoving his his tongue in her cunt, and he's like, I'm going to have to go because you're not into it, and I I want to be into it, so I'm going to go. Like, <laughs> I need to step away. Um, <laughs> He's like, okay, so I love you, so I am going to try and respect this boundary that you think needs to take place for the next two weeks. So I'm going to go because I can't keep it in my apron. Exactly, if- or, in, or in my mouth, apparently. Because he wants to do a lot with his tongue, and he's very detailed about it. I mean, no, I'm not going to go there. Never mind. I Thank have you. Some thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> so then, all of a sudden, his stomach starts to make this weird sound, um, and he's like, "Thank you for not kicking me out right away. Thank you for spending time with me. I love you, and I'll see you later. Bye." And like runs out, and she's like, "Oh my god." He's lactose intolerant. Like That's it, why he didn't want to eat her yeah. grilled cheese. So it like dawns on her all of a sudden. She's like, oh my God. He's a lactose intolerant werewolf. He is. Um, so uh, he is struggling not to just like run back to her. Um, so he's trying to separate himself and honor these boundaries. Um, we're back. We're to his point of view. Um <laughs> So then uh, he shakes the president's hand thinking of Brie. That's what my notes say. So he masturbated. <laughs> but for some reason, that's the euphemism I went with. So Yeah, but that just made me think of Biden. And that's a weird <laughs> thing to think about when you're talking about masturbation. <laughs> and like. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so he gets off because he's like super he can't stop thinking about her and wanting to be all over her. Um, And so then he suddenly has a thought that he could turn her into a werewolf and then she would imprint on him. And then he is like, no, we aren't doing that against her will. What the fuck is wrong with you? And has to like shake himself out of it. Good insight. Good insight. Mm -hmm. So he talks to his friend Usha, who was also in the first book. She is the um, captain of the the ship with all the demons on it. Um, She wasn't a huge part of it. That's fair. She had a pet hyena, which is like the most memorable thing about her from the first book. And I didn't even remember that. It, yeah. (laughs) So, um, he, he goes to talk with her and she, like, they talk, they chat a little bit. Um, Felix tries to explain the difference. He's like, I know the difference between a spell and the imprint. Like, I can feel the spell, but that's separate Mm -hmm. from the way that I feel about her. Um, And he said, one is like being drunk and hazy, and the other is bone deep. So Mm -hmm. I know I can tell, but Brie can't understand that because she's not a demon and she doesn't imprint. Um, So more demon friends show up with a book about pleasing human women. And it's very funny. Like, they want Usha to confirm. They're like, they said there's a spot that you're supposed to touch a lot. Is that correct? (laughs) They said there's this. They said there's that. And Usha is like, can confirm. Yes, that the the book is correct. And they're like, we need to find that merchant that sold us this book and give him a tip. This is fucking awesome. And so, like, they're all so excited about, about women in general. (laughs) <laughs> and so um, Felix asks uh, his dragon friend, Dante, who is the other dragon in the first book, to give him a, a rune to prevent pregnancy. Um, 
Love the forward thinking on contraception. Yes. He's like, she was weird about the whole 10 kids thing. So (laughs) I should get a rune to prevent pregnancy until she's ready. Um, And so then assuming that someday she lets me fuck her. (laughs) Like, I just think Felix is like the most endearing thing. He is so cute. Oh, my gosh. He's really precious. Um, So then a, a bunch of human men show up. So they're at the, on the ship. Um, And a bunch of human men show up accusing the demons of kidnapping women from the village. Um, Apparently, three women have gone missing. Um, And so they allow them to search the ship. They don't have these women. And Felix is flipping the fuck out that something happened to Bree. He's like, oh, my God. Is she one of the three? Right. He's like, I tried to protect her, and now I left her her vulnerable. And ah. So he runs back. Um, so Brie goes to see Cinnamon and Fallon, um, and they're going through magic books trying to look for reversal spells to get this love spell off of Felix. Um, and then Fallon tells her that Felix could go mad and kill her. Like, love potions affect demons differently. So Mm. he could go insane. Or he could die of a heart attack from the strain of staying away from her. Um... So he suggests that she just fuck him, and that would probably help. Um, And she says, that is dubious consent at best. Let's try something else. Like, if that's our final option, fine, but, like, let's do something else first. So um, she walks home and notices that the nameplate on her house has been changed. (laughs) Um, And Felix shows up behind her. And he looks terrible. He like he's looking really rough. And he tells her not to be mad. Um, but before he says anything else, he just like crushes her in a hug and is like, "Oh my god, I was so worried about you." And she's like, "Why? What is happening? And where is my nameplate? And what's happening right now?" Um, and he tells her that um, he was really worried something happened. That three unmarried women in their twenties all went missing. So he went to the courthouse with his orc buddies and threatened the clerk to register them as a married couple. (laughs) What? That is not how that works. He's like, the solution to this is for us to get married. And she's like, don't I have to be there for that? And he's like, not if you— I don't think so. Not if you bring enough orcs with you, no. (laughs) (laughs) So they're married. Anything Um, is possible— with enough orcs. With enough orcs and a can-do attitude, yeah. My um, my mother was once interested in buying a property that was right next to my sister's. Hmm. Um, and I was like, Mom, it's not for sale. And she goes, everything is for sale, Chelsea. <laughs> and you know what, son of a bitch? My parents owned that house within six months. <laughs> they no longer own that house. It really wasn't a great investment because, well, that's a whole other story for another time. But it, it feels similar to the orc energy where it's like with enough orcs can do attitude and tenacity general persistence you can make any of it happen you can yeah um so brie is like i'm gonna need a drink right now fair and walks off and she just said she's married yeah um he's like i also changed your name congratulations and so she's like walking away and felix is like wait wait can I carry you over the threshold, though? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I also get where, like, this feels endearing, but, like, if you were experiencing it. It would be so exasperating. 
Oh, and like and terrifying. Yes, and weird. The most unsettling ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. So we're back to Felix's point of view. Um, he is pissed that his mate is letting a deranged man into her home, but also really glad that it's him. (laughs) (laughs) You should not let strange men into your home, even if they are your husband. Right. But thank you also for letting me in. I appreciate you. Um, So he's like sniffing everything and generally being super insane, like in her home. Um, And he's trying to be cool. Do, but he is not. Do werewolves have manic episodes? <laughs> Apparently this one does. So he is missing the mark on trying to be chill. Felix has zero chill. Um, so Brie comes in and tells him that they need to remove the curse. Um, so she has several things to try. And if that doesn't work, then they're going to have to have sex. And he's like, option B, let's do it. Um, and he's like, I'm so in love with you. And she's like, you are high. Um, so, yeah. She has abandonment issues. Her dad left their family when she was a kid. Um, and then he's like, well, maybe he didn't leave you, though. Like, like maybe when he was on the road, because he had, like, left to go to another village, um, maybe he was eaten by an alligator or something. And then his next thought is, stupid, why would you say that? That's terrible. And then she's like, that actually makes me feel better. And he's like, oh, okay, never mind. That worked. Like, he's so, like, he just wants her to be happy and well all the time and is questioning everything he does. And it's adorable. But also, like you said, if you were experiencing it, it would be like, I need you to give me five to ten feet. Like, it's too much. Um, and he'd probably be like, of this dick? And you're like, <laughs> right? of my velvet-covered steel? My pretty pink steel? <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. None of it. Just like, <clears throat> keep backing up outside the threshold of the house. Right. There we go. Back up, back up. Um, so she's like, quit distracting me. Let's go through some spell removal options. So she tries several different things. Um, so she tries the first one, and he's like, how do you feel? And she says, oh, I think we should spend the day in a rowboat surrounded by lilies and cuddling. And she's like, okay, so that spell didn't fucking work. Mm. Let's try another one. So she tries a, tri- a chant. It's absolutely terrible. She's a terrible singer. Um, but Felix is like, I love your voice, honey. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, and she's like, are you out of love yet? And he says— Absolutely not. We should add rocking chairs to the front porch so we, sh- we can watch the sunset together every night. How do you feel about the name Rowan? That's for our firstborn son. <laughs> like, he cannot stop. Um, so she tries another dance with—or chant with a dance, um, which somehow gives him tentacles. <laughs> It's, and it, so it's described as these, like, shadow things that come out of him. Like, he doesn't shapeshift into something with tentacles. It's like, I'm imagining them coming out of his back or something. Um, so these tentacles move to strip and restrain her, kind of without his <laughs> doing anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he tries to get away from her because— it's the lust is so powerful like he physically can't stop and he's like freaking out so he's trying to talk himself out of her um went out of her (laughs) he's trying to talk himself into getting away from her 
Uh, when she tells him they better just go with plan B. And he's like, thank fuck. So, yeah, he's not sure she really wants to do this. And so he's, like, really concerned that she's not actually into it. Um, And then she says she's read romance about Kraken shifters um, with tentacles, and she's into it. So when you text me about tentacle sex. Yeah, this is it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's it's happening. Um, so he gets better control of the tentacles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that feels like an important note. Yeah, they're no longer moving without his intention. Um, and so then uh, my notes say uh, the tentacles are starting to tease her before he goes down on her. And then direct quote again from my notes, DP action with tentacles, and she sits on his face till she comes. And that's, and then he's stroking himself with his tentacles. Um, oh, well, at least they can give his tentacles can pleasure both of them. Yes. How many tentacles? It didn't say. A minimum you, of three, apparently. <laughs> I like that I asked that. Like, that was really. <laughs> that's the most important question here. So just going back, logistics. <laughs> A logistical question. Mm-hmm. How many tentacles is too many tentacles? Uh, any of them would be too many, I feel, for me. But that's a personal personal feeling. Um, so they both come, and then the tentacles start to fade, and then they bang again, and he has a knot. And that's enough said about that experience. Yeah. So for those who don't know, a knot on the dick means that, like, it— Swells and grows, and then you're, like, stuck together. That's a whole thing. I mean, yes, it is. I'm not just feeding that in any way, shape, or form. He, he is, like, a, a one-man <laughs> paranormal trope yep. treasure. He's a treasure trope. <laughs> <laughs> he is a treasure trope. Like, how— so many, so many things that he, like, he's yeah. a demon, he's a werewolf, he has a knot, he has tentacles, like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the tentacles have faded now, so it's just the one oh, time. Oh, silly me. Right. Um, those right. aren't, those aren't here to stay now. Those were circumstantial. Yeah. He's a true mate. He has, he's under the love potion spell. He has, well, yes, we have a lot of tropes happening Like, I once. feel like normally when you hear about knots, you're like, oh, we're like, we're in the Omegaverse. Like, right. not like. I don't think I've ever read a book about a werewolf that had a knot. Well, I have now. So there's that. Yeah. I mean, it's good to know that if I'm ever playing trivia and this (laughs) very specific question (laughs) comes up, I will have an answer. What is that time I got drunk and yeeted a love potion at a werewolf by Kimberly Lemming? Alex nailed it. R.I.P. Oh, sad. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Back to Brie. <laughs> She's losing her shit. Um, and um, so he, yeah. So they fall asleep, whatever. Mm-hmm. She is losing her shit and really can't sleep. So she goes to Cinnamon's house, um, which is like right next door to hers. Mm-hmm. So Cinnamon basically talks her off a ledge about this whole thing. Um, and she agrees to just see where things go with Felix. She's like, Listen, Felix is a really amazing guy. He really cares about you. Maybe just give it a chance and see what happens. Let's see where it goes. 
And so she's like, you know what? You're right. And um, Cinnamon, she goes to walk home and Cinnamon's like, do you want me to wake up Fallon so that we can walk with you? And she's like, no, no, no. It's like right there. It's fine. Um, so she starts walking but back. it's not fine. It's not fine, is it? You know, that was just a guess. I didn't actually read this one. I just felt it in my <laughs> in my heart that that's where we were pivoting. What gave it away? Huh? What? So she's walking back, and a female voice starts calling for help. And um, she's like, nope, absolutely not. Good. The Caucasian curiosity. She knew better. She doesn't have it because she's not Caucasian. <laughs> She's not. No. <laughs> Wait, did we cover that? We didn't. Okay. No. I was like, I was like, oh, I'm a shitty person. <laughs> oh my God. No, I didn't mention that. No, she um is definitely black. They talk a lot about her hair and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um Yeah, well then she definitely doesn't have the Caucasian curiosity. She does not. She knows better than to go traipsing into the woods following a strange voice. She does. So she keeps going. But then a creature that smells like death attacks her, um, and she fights like hell. She's screaming for Felix. Um, She actually lights the creature on fire by breaking her lantern over it, Um, but it still keeps coming at her just screaming, which is horrifying. Um, So then Felix eventually shows up in wolf form, and he tells her not to look, but of course she does. Um, And she is absolutely horrified watching Felix rip this thing apart. So now she's even more scared that Felix is going to go insane and kill her because she just watched him, like, go he full demon. He was protecting her. He was, but she's freaked out now. Um, so he talks to her until she calms down. He explains this creature was a ghoul, which um, is controlled by a human. Um, and there's, like, a gem that was in it that's the power source. Um, and so they agree to go to Fallon um, so he can try to track the magic. So, Felix is not happy about being woken up again because Brie woke him up when she went there the first time. And so, he says to Felix, I'll shove Gorgonzola down your throat until you shit out your soul, which made me laugh a little bit. Um, it was just a creative sort of wait, threat. Wait, what? You said Felix isn't happy? That No, Fallon isn't happy. Oh. Yes. Okay. So, uh. Felix then lets slip that he and Brie are married, and Cinnamon is pissed that she didn't know. Also, if my name were Gorgonzola, (laughs) I'd go by Zola. Gonzo. (laughs) Well, better than Gorgon. (laughs) Mm. Right? None of it's good. Zola is better. Zola's, like, sort of cute. Yeah, I feel like you might be able to pull off Zola, but, like, Gorg. (laughs) No. Mm Mm-mm. Gone, Gonzola. No, you're right. Gonzo. (laughs) Gonzo or Zola. Yeah, Gonzo's not great, but Zola is better. It is Um, if you like the Muppets. It is if you like the Muppets. It's your nickname. It's fine. (laughs) So, um, Cinnamon is super pissed that she didn't know that Brie was married. Um, And Brie's like... Rightly so. And... Bree says that she forgot, and then my notes say, in fairness, I also forgot. <laughs> well, also, yeah, in fairness, I feel like she got home the night before, found out she was married, tried a bunch of spells and chants, mm-hmm. fucked them. They there went were, to there sleep. There were tentacles and yeah. a knot. 
There was a lot happening. Yeah. And then they went to sleep, and then she, well, he went to sleep. She went over to Cinnabon's house. Mm-hmm. And then got attacked. Yeah, you know what? I'm team Bree on this one. <laughs> she's allowed, like, she's had a lot happening. She is allowed. She had tentacle sex. I might forget. I'd forget a lot. If I just, if someone just casually told me I was married, it's not like I attended my wedding. <laughs> Like, hey, we're married. I did not file any paperwork myself. So, right? It's like I wasn't a part of this process. So, it's not like on my radar or in my core memories. Nope. Um, So, then they send out messages to the locals not to go out at night. Um, Ghouls don't come out during the day. Fallon starts working on the crystal thingy to track the magic. And he explains that the women who have been going missing were likely taken by humans controlling these ghouls. Mm. And, um, he explains that humans can be used almost as like, um, human women, especially, um, as like magical batteries. Like humans have a lot of magical reserves. They just can't access them, but a mage or a witch can with the correct spell. So he thinks that these women are being taken by a human trying to ramp up for a big spell. Mm-hmm. So, um, Felix and Bree walk home, and he says he'll sleep in the barn so that Bree is more comfortable because he can tell she's really scared of him. Um, but she asks him to stay on the couch instead, um, and he's like, you should just probably stay on the couch with me since we both know as soon as you hear a sound outside, you're going to come downstairs anyway. Um, and she's like, fuck you very much. I'm going to bed and goes upstairs. Um, so we're now we're at Felix. He's having a nightmare of being under the previous book's demon curse where he's, like, trapped in nothingness. Um, Brie comes and wakes him up, and she says that she he was right. She heard a sound and freaked out. <laughs> Can she please stay with him? Um, so they cuddle on the couch, and she says she's going to be really pissed if she's not actually his mate. Um, and he's like, I'll just drink more love potion because I don't want this to end either. Well, also, you're married now. Like, right. if it wore off, you're like— so my bad, <laughs> but. <laughs> so listen, I don't know if we can do an annulment. What are the rules for an annulment? Like, I don't know. If you accidentally gave me tentacles, does that make us no longer <laughs> eligible for right. an annulment? Does that, would that be grounds for common law if we hadn't already filed the paperwork legally? Like, there's a lot of questions. Um. So, um. She's like, no, absolutely not. Um, And he gets, like, more and more desperate. And he's like, just lie to me. Just lie if you have to. And just tell me that you'll stay when this is over. And she's like, okay, I'll stay. And he's like, thank you. Um, So then she asks if he wants to spend the day with her in a rowboat, like he had said previously. Surrounded by lily pads. So she can show him the bayou. Um, but then it starts raining and Felix gets so desperate to go on this date with her that he goes and wakes up Dante, who is a storm dragon, to get him to get rid of the rain so that they can go on their date. Um, like that's how insane he is. Needs to rain it in. He really does. Like I, Felix, I like you, but rain it in, buddy. Yeah. They trade for pies is what my notes say. So Dante was like, bet if you go get me pies from that one shop, she won't let me in there anymore. (laughs) (laughs) and felix is like sounds like a plan stan um so we're back to brie um they have a super cute picnic with lots of flirting 
before they find a meadow to have a, a cute little moment in. Um, Brie tells Felix that she might be in love with him, which feels like that escalated really fast. Um, and he gets so excited that she he shifts. Like, he gets so overwhelmed and excited that she's in love with him that he shifts and he can't stop his tail from wagging. Like, he keeps grabbing his tail to stop it from I, wagging. I mean, I thought you were going to say he got so excited he jizzed in his pants. <laughs> but I feel like no, this is on. It's like the same energy. It's the same energy. And I'll open the window and I feel the breeze and I jizz <laughs> in, in my, my pants. pants. Like, that's. <laughs> yeah. But he shifts because he's so excited, um, which is really adorable. But um, I saw a meme. Oh, no. <laughs> Fucking hell, Hannah. <laughs> I didn't even. I did it. Okay. I did it on purpose that time, and then I felt bad about it after I did it. Do you not like my stories? Do you not want me to tell my stories? I do stories? like your stories. That's not it. When you say, oh, no, it makes me think you don't want to hear my story. I think it's because generally I like to know what to expect, which is why I'm always trying to guess when you share a book. And mm. so I want to know what's happening, but I can't know when you go on a tangent. And so, oh, Honestly, no. sometimes I don't know when I go on a tangent. <laughs> so that is a fair... Yeah. My my tangents can be journeys, but I like to think they're usually enjoyable. They um, are pretty funny. Although in fairness also to myself, the one about your dad was definitely an oh no. But also funny. But also funny. They can be both. And surprisingly upbeat. <laughs> um, no, I saw a post earlier this week. I haven't fact-checked it, so I don't know if it's true, but I thought it was really endearing where it was talking about when – Woofs and dogs are in movies mm -hmm. and they're acting mm -hmm. and they get so excited that they're doing a good job acting that their tails won't stop wagging so that a lot of their tails are actually CGI'd in afterwards <laughs> because they're too excited and their tails won't stop wagging. I hope that's true. Right? I was like, I really, it was so endearing. I was like, I want this to be true. Yeah. I'm just going to choose to believe that. Like, I'm not going to fact check it. I'm just going to choose to believe that that's true. See, that wasn't an oh no. It wasn't. It was super cute. It was. <laughs> I can be super cute. You can. <laughs> and you are. Thank you. Hey there, smart puppies. We'll get you right back to the show in just a moment. But first, do you like us? Maybe even love us? We sure love you. And if you do love us, don't tease us. Tell us in those ratings and reviews wherever you're listening right now. Maybe even send us over to a special sexy someone that would enjoy getting smutty with us. Because you know the first rule of Smut Club is to talk about Smut Club. All right. I won't keep you any longer. Let's get back to the show. Once he gets himself under control, they have a solidifying fuck. Um, <laughs> and then he does jizz, but not in his pants. Nope, in Brie. Um, but Brie tells him that he better not shift while they bang. She's like, we can do this, but I swear to, to Christ, if you shift while you're inside me, I will what fucking end you. you. even? I don't know. I, well, also— once again, there's some logistical questions that yes. I that I Thank don't you. want answers to. Thank you. No, I don't even want to explore it on a tangent. Yeah. I, I don't want to think about it. But it there are questions. It didn't even dawn on me like that could mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mid mm -hmm. mid bone 
They're just an animal. Oh. <laughs> I don't. Okay. So, so they have their solidifying stuff. So they do. But his eyes flash red near the end, and he bites her neck, but he doesn't break the skin. Um, and so he is extremely upset by this and keeps apologizing. Um, and she's like, uh, rough sex is fine, babe. I was into it. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand. I almost turned you like, ugh. so I don't really know how it happens, but they start to bang again. Um, and she tells him once the love potion wears off and they confirm that she's his mate, she might be okay with him turning her. So, okay. um, he gets very excited again. Um, and they start to go to town, but then Bree hears a voice. Um, someone is narrating them like a nature show, like like Steve Irwin. I thought you were gonna go with Snoop Dogg, like Plazanet, <laughs> which is no, because they the say best. crikey. So it was Steve Irwin esque. I follow Steve Irwin's son on hmm. TikTok. I don't remember his name. Robert. Sure. I don't have a lot of I just remember Bindi, but I don't remember the brother. Oh, he just like his father. Like, and it's just like the most endearing and he's like so cute and pure and just like so informative. And like the way he talks to all of, he's like, look at this little buddy. (laughs) And I'm like, you're just so endearing and I'm so here for it. Yeah. I was like, and I don't want to touch any, like. Like, he was, like, going through, like, the zoo property one night and, like, saw, like, a snake in the road. No. And does, like, he, like, goes and, like, gets the snake and brings it in. And he's like, oh, he's scared. <laughs> like, tr- trying to show how, like, tough he is. And I'm like, not words I ever want said when I'm nope. holding a snake that's Mm-mm. trying to show me how tough it is. I will believe how tough it is. It doesn't need to show me. I will believe. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, one th- I'm like, we, I already know in my heart. One time, my husband and I were visiting my parents, mm-hmm. and um, we were doing a workout, and, like, we had my parents' garage door up, and so we were, like, half working out in the garage, half working out outside, and my dad was working out with us, and it was 4th of July, and my dad wires the firework show for their entire neighborhood, so there's, right. like, an entire trailer like 10 foot trailer filled with all of these fireworks and one of us was down like on a yoga mat like where like the what's the part of the trailer that like the The ball head the hitch (laughs) (laughs) the angry redhead (laughs) ball head yeah no but there is a ball joint there, right? There is, yes. Okay. I'm yeah. not, I was like, I'm not entirely making this I up. I don't know what it's called. I don't know that it's called a ball head. I'll give it to no. you because I don't know. That's fair. So suddenly this like three and a half, four foot snake comes out of like the trailer, like had been like coiled up in there, comes oh. out. My husband and I are both like, well, looks like this workout is done. <laughs> My dad just picks it up with his hands, throws it, and gets back to his push-ups. And my husband was like, I I didn't realize your dad's dick was that big. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is some big dick energy coming it off is. your father right now. It is. That's bold. Oh, yeah. And then the snake tried to come back, and my dad did it again. Nope. I was like, no, that's my sign that, like, I don't need to do more push-ups today. Yeah. 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 
So. And that's the snake's trailer now. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, he lives here. I, I will make it cozy for him. Sure. I don't yeah. know what goes into that. I don't know what they need to be cozy. We'll figure it out. Yeah. That's what Google's for. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Go for it. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, they hear a voice that's like, and on your left, Barbara, you will notice a gorgeous hunk of man really giving it to her. Like, it's just like <laughs> describing what's happening. Um, and so uh, it turns out it, Felix was game to keep going, and she's like, get the fuck off me right now. He's like, like no, we have an audience. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. I need to put my tits away. Can you please stop? So uh, it turns out it's an enchanted sword named Alexis on the back of an alligator floating down the river. Um, Why wouldn't it be? Of course. Um, so turns out she was stolen from a demon, from the demon who made her. Um, and after Felix gets her from the alligator, she tells them that she was uh, almost sold by a bandit to a creepy claw cult that's collecting girls. Oh, um, no. I was wondering how it was all mm-hmm. going to circle back. Because, you know, in my head, I was like, oh, they're like, they finally had their moment where they're solidified. I was like, so now it feels like we're entering the final. We're getting it. Okay. We're getting it. So she says she knows where the cult is, but demands to be taken to the beach before she'll tell them. Um, so Felix is like, I got gotcha, you, hun. Hold on. So it actually takes her to Fallon, who uses her to chop up a tree and then threatens to smother her in deer poop until she tells them where the girls are. Um, so it turns out it's a, vi- it's a castle in a village that's about three days on horseback away. Um, Felix goes to help the demons prepare for the attack. Fallon goes inside to sleep so that he can fly everybody there so it'll only be a few hours instead um, so they can get to the women faster because they don't know what's going on with them. So Cinnamon and Bree are outside with the sword when their friend, a girl, one of the girls who was taken, Kitty, Mm -hmm. comes, like, stumbling towards them, and she's looking rough. Um, And Cinnamon does not like her. They're cousins. They are not friends. And so she throws a pebble at her to make sure that she's not an illusion, and it, like, bounces off her tit. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you right now? Like, why are you like this? And she's like, just making sure everything's safe now. Um, so Brie goes to help her, but as soon as she touches her, this blue lightning envelops them both and she blacks out. So it turns out it was not in fact safe. Mm. I was wondering where I was like, this feels like a weird, a weird part to cover that she hit yeah. her cousin in the tit with a stone. <laughs> I didn't need to cover it, but. But it does make more sense now. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I see. I see. It, you know. I think that sometimes if you give me enough time, I will get there and it will make sense. But other times I won't. And so I like to keep people on their toes generally. So she wakes up in a dungeon and her wrists are held above her head by some kind of glowing vine thing. Alexis, the sword is on the floor next to her. And another, there's like all of these women basically lined Mm -hmm. up on a wall. All of them are hooked up to this glowing vine. Uh, The woman next to her tells her to try to work the sword toward them. And then two men come in before they can really do anything. Um, The the men say that they thought Brie was cinnamon and they needed the dragon's wife because she has more magic because she has access to his magic. 
Um, and they only have three days to get all the magic that they need for whatever spell they're doing. Um, one guy leaves ultra pissed and the other guy gets in a tizzy with Bree and the woman next to her about how they're resurrecting a god to introduce a new world order where women can go back to being mothers and caregivers. So Alexis gets into the mocking of this guy and is like, you're doing this because you can't get any bitches? Are you for real? Like, we're that hard up for pussy. We're resurrecting a god. That feels like a lot of effort. You're like, no one wants to be your housewife. Yeah. So this is our course of action. We're going to resurrect a god. Um, So the guy eventually does storm out. Brie is able to get Alexis. They cut her down and all the other women. And it turns out the woman next to Brie is Usha, the pirate captain. Um, So they organize the women to try to get out, but only some of the women can walk. Several of them are, like, super weak. Um, So they decide that they have to try to destroy the the magic store thingy um, before the demons come to rescue them. Mm. Um, Because they know, like, they're coming for us. Um, Usha... And Brie, no, they're coming for us. So uh, Usha says, anyone who doesn't have the tits for murder should stay towards the back because they're going for it. Um, (laughs) And then she's like, Brie is thinking, she's like, I don't know if my tits were built for murder, but. Like, how does one know? Exactly. She says, I don't think they were even built with my back in mind. So. Um, so they start moving through the castle, and some several of the women have weapons on them that these mm-hmm. men just never bothered to try to take from them because, because they were stupid. Women are weak. Right, and men are stupid. Yeah. Um, so they just start indiscriminately killing a bunch of cult members as they move through the castle. Oh. Um, Usha is a for real beast. She's just up front Was cutting the next throats. book going to be about Usha? I hope so. So, um... We're flashing to Cinnamon. Felix has lost his ever-loving fucking mind. Um, The love potion effects and being away from her um, have made him absolutely, literally insane. They can't hold him back. So they have flown now to the castle. So they've got like 100 demons ready to storm this castle. And they were going to do a surprise attack. But Felix just takes off. So no more surprise. Um, And so they just go in attacking mages trying to get into the castle. So we're back to Brie. Um, she killed a guy, and she decides that she does not, in fact, have the tits for murder. But here we are. Um, I mean, I do think that is one of the ways you learn. Yeah. Yeah. You just Some things you just have to experience for yourself, I imagine. Yeah. yeah I, I tried it once, found <laughs> out I didn't have the tits for murder. Now I know. There you go. Um, I hope that neither of us ever is actually on trial for murder or something, because this will be introduced as evidence. <laughs> And I would like to reference the podcast um, where you said, and I quote, I wonder if I have the tits for murder. <laughs> mm. I it's like back in like um, the um, economy collapse in like 07, 08. Mm-hmm. My parents like had to file for bankruptcy. It was just like whole thing. Um, and my dad used to just like go. On his way home from work, he'd just, like, stop by Walmart, the 588 DVD bin, and just buy buy a lot of movies, which for him, there was a lot of novelty, too, because he's like, oh, I used to love this movie, but since, like, 
he grew up where like you had to see it in theaters. He would like right. we just had like we had over like thirteen hundred D like we had like a special DVD closet. There was a spreadsheet that like people would like borrow them. Like it was a whole we had so many flipping That's insane. That's intense. Yes. And we had to go to court over this because my parents didn't list them as assets. <laughs> and my dad was like, I didn't really think they were assets. Also, like, I just, like, would buy movies for my daughters all the time. Like, you got an eye on a test. Here's a DVD, kid. Like, truly, like, mm-hmm. I'd come home and there would just be new movies all the time. And so I had to go to court and testify about my parents' DVD <laughs> collection. Oh. And there was one, like, and they literally, they went through the spreadsheet that was printed and were asking me about, they're like, Brian's song. Do you even know the plot of Brian's song? And I was like, yeah, I read the play in seventh grade. They're like, okay, moving on. So you have two copies of The Perfect Storm. And I said, I know we have a copy of The Perfect Storm and The Perfect Score. I don't know if we have duplicates of The Perfect Storm. Are you referring to two separate movies? And he was like, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that could wind up on that that TikTok series that woman does of iconic court transcripts. That could wind up on there. Oh, 100%. I was like— I was in, like, late high school. Like, I was not (laughs) legally an adult having to testify about all of these DVDs. Oh, my God. Bless my dad's heart. He was like, yeah, it kind of took a lot of the fun out of buying movies. I was excited (laughs) to see when my daughters had to go to court to testify about them. I was like, you know, that tracks. But that's what, like, whenever I think of, like, having to testify in court— that was my actual true experience, getting quizzed on our family DVD collection. That, I hope that anytime you have to do that stupid icebreaker of two truths and a lie that you use that because that's excellent. Oh, no. Do you want to know what I... Yes. Okay. Shit. Let's see if I can remember all of them. Um, okay. Two truths and a lie. I once sat on a killer whale. Okay. Um, I almost got arrested in Africa. Okay. I once caused a televised high-speed chase. (laughs) You know what? I honestly don't know. I feel like the killer whale could definitely be true, as we are from Florida. Yep, SeaWorld. And Florida shit, you Uh know, as we do. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to Africa. So I don't know about that one. And I could see you causing a high-speed chase just by accident somehow. So I'm going to go with Africa, but I could be wrong. No plot twist. All three are true. (laughs) There's no lie there. All three of those are true. (laughs) Uh, Fucking course they are. Yeah, I I sat on Shamu. Yep. When I was like four at SeaWorld. Mm -hmm. Like when they're like, we're going to choose someone to come down. And like I was like the— for the record, it's all rigged. Like, I was the oh, pre-selected yeah. child. I knew I was being chosen for this. So I sat on Shamu. Um, also, that was like, I would like to give myself credit that that was almost 30 years ago before I realized, like, things about, like, animal captivity and, like. Mm-hmm. Before we all saw Blackfish and it ruined my childhood. Yeah. Let's just take note of that before anyone blasts us <laughs> for being like, 
and they said they love fucking SeaWorld. And I'm we like, don't, no, we, we don't. We have memories of it. I have a lot of memories Me of too. SeaWorld. Um, so I sat on Shamu. I went to Cameroon to visit a friend who was living there. She was on a Fulbright scholarship studying bee pollination. As one does. She's one of the, like the most interesting, cool individuals. And honestly, she's her literature choices are way too highbrow. She'll never hear this episode. <laughs> what? A, a yeeted love potion right? isn't on it for her? But Fine. shout out to you, Gretchen. I adore you. Um, but yeah, so I went to visit my friend who was living in Cameroon at the time. And essentially, they were wanting to elicit a bribe from us and saying I didn't have like the right paperwork, but I did have the right paperwork. Mm. And because Gretchen lived there, she was like, we're not doing this shit. Like, I, we're not like two random American tourists that you can just, like, bully into giving you what you want. And so, like, they're yelling at us. She's screaming at them. I'm just standing there. A very tall man with a gun comes over, and he's, like, like, slung over his back, and he's, like, you're American. And I was, like, yeah. Damn it. And he goes, you killed a black man just just because he was black. And I was like, I did not. I, that's like me blaming you in Cameroon for something that happened in South Africa. Like, this was like years and years and years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, no, no, no. I did nothing of the sort. Um, yeah, like it, like, it escalated to the point that like, I don't know their hierarchy, but like their chief, their sergeant, whoever it was, came over and was like, you need to let these two white girls go because they're not going to give you the, right. the the bribe money that you're wanting. Right. Um, and this is going to go poorly for us. Right. This is going to cause an international incident that we are going to come out on the wrong side of. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then when I worked psychiatric crisis in Nashville, um, we had to involuntarily hospitalize someone. And I don't know who it was. Someone in my office gave this man his car keys And so I'm standing there talking to police. This dude is, like, sitting in the driver's seat of his car. I'm talking to police right next to his car. They go to talk to him, and he has his car door open and is talking with him for a minute. He's The dude slams his car door shut and, like, (laughs) zips out of the parking lot. And the officers are like, oh, well, like, do we have the involuntary commitment paperwork signed? I'm like, it's right here. And the officer goes, shit, like, hops in his car, (laughs) like, I swear the man went up on two wheels as he cut this turn leaving our parking lot. Um, But then they were trying not to, like, draw a lot of attention through traffic. And a news van just happened to see, like, six police cars following one car with all, like, none of them had their lights on. But they were like, this feels weird. And they just whip around in traffic and start recording it. Yeah, he crashed. He tried to fight police on the highway. It was a whole thing. Um, so all three of those were true and not at all pertinent or helpful to where we're at in this book. But entertaining. Yeah, there we go. So the women find a room full of love potion. So it turns oh out gosh. that these are the guys who are selling love potion. Um, so she pockets one thinking that— um, They might need it. Well, she's thinking, like, maybe Fallon can reverse engineer an antidote or something. So um, she's also like, maybe they have antidote here, but just in case, I'm going to put this in my pocket. Yeah. So a guy comes in and, like, freezes and all the women freeze. 
And then he, like, turns around and runs out. So Bree and another woman take off after him to stop him from warning the rest of the cult members. And then a ghoul shows up. And Bree's like, I fucking hate these things. And I, I'm not a fan. Like, Damn it, another ghoul? So she grabs the girl and is like, get ready to duck. And she throws a, the love potion that's in her pocket at the ghoul and then ducks and rips the cult member's cloak off. So the ghoul is now in love with this cult member whose name is Chad. <laughs> because of course it is. So the ghoul tells Chad not to fight their love and starts chasing him and telling him they should open a B&B. And so then the other women um, wind up finding the antidote to the love potion. Oh, good. There is an antidote. There is an antidote. So Brie pockets that. Um, and they keep following the vines um, to a grand hall that's filled with men. Um, all these cult members praying. Mm-hmm. Um, and a fight ensues. It turns out the cult leader's name is Father Dave, which I made note of just because I thought it was just why. But, but it's it's Dave. Um, I always think of Dave Coulier or whatever his name is when I hear the name Dave. My dad's name is Dave, so. You're like, I do not I think don't think of that. Of the dude from Full House. I don't. <laughs> Nope. Just think of my my dear old dad. Um, so the other women all start fighting the cult members so that Bree can go and try to destroy the like power source thing. Um, and then Dave starts summoning the god as more ghouls and cult members shows up. It's just it's not a great situation. Bree makes it to the center of the room when a giant lobster starts forming out of the pool. The god is manifesting as a lobster. Um, Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, So she starts swinging at this, like, glowing egg-looking thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she's, like, transported somewhere else. So there's this creature um, that's, like, whispering to her. And she's like, we already defeated, you know, this goddess once. Like, we'll defeat you too. And the thing is, like, you're adorable, sweetheart. I am the goddess. Like, I just take whatever form I want. I'm just in the ether, and I'm here to fuck you mm-hmm. up, basically. That, um, is, that is problematic. Yep. So yeah. it's a whole thing. It starts showing her flashes of the past and how it took over this woman's body um, and became this goddess, whatever. Um Bree is like, absolutely the fuck not. Because it's like, you could be my my new body. I've been trying with Ooh. these cult members, but they fucking suck. But you seem pretty <laughs> strong. So why don't we give it a go? And she's like, get the fuck away from me. Be a lot cooler if we didn't. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then it starts sifting through her memories to try mm. to figure out what she wants the most. Um, and the creature realizes that Brie loves to read and she wants knowledge. And so this thing is like, um, we can do that. We we can get you knowledge. Say no more, girl. Mm-hmm. And Brie is like, you should stop now. Like, because it's sifting. And she's like, no, you won't like what you see when you look at what I read. So you should stop. <laughs> and so, of course, the thing does not. And so um, she starts thinking about the most fucked up sex scenes that she's ever read. Just the most depraved situations that she can possibly think of. Um, Jenna Vipers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so this creature is not pleased. It is like, what is wrong with you? And so she, like, keeps throwing out this stuff. Um, and she's like— Ooh, you said you can give me whatever I want. 
What if we make an Omegaverse? I feel like that would be super cool. We should totally do that. And she goes into detail explaining to this creature an Omegaverse and all the kinky, weird shit that can happen there. Um, And so finally, the thing loses its shit and, like, throws her out of whatever trance or whatever she's in. And so she continues to, like, take down this magic magic source. And then Alexis, the sword, absorbs the magic. And she's like, I can move on my own. It's over for you, bitches. And she starts floating around and killing cult members. Um, So then Dave starts attacking Bree. Um, and he starts choking her, but before he can kill her, Felix shows up and literally physically rips him apart. Um, Bree calls out to him and he is absolutely feral. Like he cannot Mm. think straight. Um, so she tells him that she has the antidote for the love potion and he's like, I don't want it. Like, get it away from me. I love you. I don't want it. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, you can't leave me. You can't leave me. Like he's flipping Yeah, I feel like when he's not of sound mind telling him you have something that could make him not love you anymore is maybe not yeah not, not the, the move. play yeah it's not the move so um he's like nobody can take you from me um and he jumps on her and bites her arm and she dumps Ooh. the antidote over his head um so uh he flips out again cuz he comes out of this trance um, and he's like, I, I can't believe I hurt you. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And she's like, babe, I appreciate that. This is not the time. There's like a battle waging around them. She's like, maybe we should. Feel the room, Felix. Feel the room. <laughs> right. Uh, maybe, maybe read, read the situation. Yep. And then we'll decide if now's the time for a weepy apology. Um, so they finish the fight and then of course they decide to eat the giant lobster. I'm going to leave that for you. So that's, that's the decision that is made. So they have a big party at the beach. Um, oh, with, for Alexis. Yes. Alexis finally got um, to go to the beach. So they're all celebrating. Alexis finally gets to experience the beach. Um, and they eat a lot of lobster. Um, but Brie can't find Felix anywhere. Um, so she finds Dante the dragon and he tells her that Felix was asking him about curse removal, um, and told him that, uh, he had told Felix that he had some, uh, on the ship. And so he's probably back there. Brie realizes that he is trying to stop her from turning into a werewolf, um, because she's not really his mate. So she's like, oh shit. shit. She's like, fuck, I fucking knew it. And so she's like, I am not going to have an emotional breakdown at this party. I'm going home. I can't deal with this. So um, she's like, I'm just going to go home and cry it out. But when she gets there. Wait, is that like she knew, like she didn't feel the imprinting? No, it's like he must not feel it. Because she wouldn't feel it because she's human. So she's just making up this narrative. She's making an assumption that okay. he must not feel it. And that's why he wants to remove the curse. Fair. Um, so Felix is at home, like, furiously working in this book, making notes and stuff. Um, and she tells him to get out. And he's like, but I live here. Um, and she says that she understands that she's not his mate and she's not going to hold it against him. She just needs him to leave. Like being in his presence is painful at this point. Um, and he says that she is his mate, um, but he turned her without permission and he didn't want her to think that that's who he is. Like that he's just some feral beast or whatever. 
Um, so he says that, um, yeah, she is his mate. Lots of declarations of love. When he was in his whole thing and she was being hurt by Dave in his mind, the only way to protect her was to turn her so that she would be physically stronger. Um, so that's basically where it ends. They love each other very much. In the epilogue, Felix goes to Dante the dragon to get his rune removed because he and Bree are going to make babies. And that's the end. You're welcome. Hmm. Yeah. It ended with a lobster feast and lack of communication. Yes. Okay. Lots of bold assumptions and cognitive distortions. Cognitive distortions in books like this annoy me so much when I'm like, just fucking talk to them. Use your words and ask a fucking question, and then we can get rid of this plot point. That's annoying. Oh, yeah. I feel like there, I don't even remember, but like the name of it, but there was a book a while back that like, there was no conversations happening at all. And it was just like, every behavior and action was like based off of this like cognitive distortion. And this just like, like assumption and this narrative they were creating. And like, to the point that I'm like, this isn't fun to read. Yeah. Like this is, this one was fun. I'm not disputing that, but just like, I'm like, and it was just the final plot point was no communication. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I right. like I think that's the part where I'm like, oh, I don't want it to end on like this like mm-hmm. shitty lack of communication where they're like they like because I feel like it's always like feeling kind of codependent when it happens. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Um, but I do feel like outside of that, it was cute. It was a fun read. It was cute. It. Because I I recognize this episode is, like, coming out right at Halloween, and I really feel like we managed to cover a lot of Halloween things. We did. We got ghouls. We got demons. We got demons. We We got got werewolves. werewolves. Cult members. Yeah. Yeah, a giant lobster, even. (laughs) You can't forget the giant (laughs) Halloween lobster. Talking floating swords. Yeah, we really covered a lot of it. We did. happy Halloween, y'all. Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what kind of rating system for this. I don't know. Treasure chests for our treasure <laughs> trope. <laughs> yes. Yes. And for our pirate captain, Usha, who was a lovely supporting character. She really was. She was a highlight there. Mm-hmm. So how many? Treasure chests. Yeah. Well, are they full or empty? I feel like that makes a difference. I think they have to be full. Oh, well, because. Well, because if it's if it's an if it's empty, then it's just a chest. There's no treasure in it. Well, then how do we go with with one chest and how much treasure is in the singular chest? That feels too. That feels like fractions. It does, and I can't do those. I don't. I don't do those. No. Um, um, okay, so let's go out of five treasure chests. That feels like an accurate amount to find on a ship. If it's sure. full of gold and if it's full of pirate booty. <laughs> Doubloons and whatnot. Um, I'm going to say three. Like, it was an enjoyable read. It was super cute. Yeah. It wasn't one where I was like, God, I want to read that again. Like, it was so engaging. But it was very fun. It was yeah. it was an easy read. It was, like, lighthearted and kitschy, yeah. but, like, in, like, a positive way. It was way. cute, though. Yeah, cute. Kitschy but cute. 
Yeah, I think three out of five mm-hmm. treasure mm-hmm. chests filled with doubloons. Yeah. Doubloons? N or M? Deblons. <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't do loins. How many loins? <laughs> nope. How many lobsters? How, we've done, no, we, we did have, lobster rolls. Yeah. And we did lobster emojis, I think, for one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> We're doing treasure chests. We're doing for our treasure trope. <laughs> our trope, our, our treasure chest full of tropes, yep. and we hit so many tropes. So many. Three um, out of five, y'all. Three out of five. Let us know what you think. Stay safe this Halloween. We'll see you soon. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's Mud Sluts. We hope it was good for you, because it sure was great for us. If you're digging what we're doing, it would mean a lot if you'd take a minute to rate and review the show wherever you're listening right now. Maybe tell that sexy someone to lend us an ear. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Stay smutty.